0: Welcome to Surviving Society from the BSA in Glasgow. We're joined by Hannah Jones of University of Warwick and you're gonna to talk to us a little bit about your article
1: on the murder of Joe Cox in 2016. Yes. Chantelle was just saying before that um, when she saw the article she thought, wow, someone's finally written about this and that's partly why I wanted to write about that death and the response to it more than anything. Um, it turns out there's a few people who are now writing about it as well. Um, for the same reason that it hadn't been written about but um, I wanted to see why this hadn't had the response you would expect that a a member of parliament was killed politically assassinated and it was at the time of the Brexit referendum of course so there was lots of news but still it seemed a really significant moment and the more I started thinking about it the more I started thinking about how she had been represented she had been and murder had been remembered but as a wife and a mother like principally as a young woman of potential and even close friend sociologist's immediate reaction was, oh, her our children, which is, of course, a human reaction. She wasn't killed because of those things. She was killed because she was a politician and because she was seen as an anti-racist and because she was a woman. And that seems to be what the evidence is from the murderer, that she was... He had these kind of misogynistic ideas as well as his kind of far-right um, extremist white supremacist ideas. All so well, the misogynistic ideas are a play a huge it's part, part in yeah. far-right extremism. Totally. So I kind of wanted to write about that, just about how we need to see it as... A moment of misogynistic white supremacism and
2: uh... I, was, I was just saying to hannah i was saying about how how important i thought the article was that it seemed like the lack of discussion around the reasons why she was murdered was silent within the media but also within the academy as well like we're sociologists like so many of us came to be doing anti-racist work and we're not talking about this hugely significant death that is so rooted in racism and white supremacy, so
3: when I started looking at it and, and how I understood it was how the reaction was it the reaction to that murder was consistent with how the state and the government treat whiteness or white supremacy it 's something separate to them, so this is a random individual that has no continuity with the mainstream he 's just a crazy person who holds these crazy views, but if they admit the opposite, there needs to be a discussion that maybe there's something wrong with how we term white supremacy. Maybe there is something wrong. And no one's willing to have that discussion. And this is part of the whole thing. And even with the kind of prescription of national action and all these groups, it's saying it's something separate to the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So liberals can't be racist. We're not racist. None of us are. And that's the problem.
2: Yeah, we had
0: a long chat with Erin Winter about this Mm -hmm. yesterday, about how the far it gets used by mainstream sort of liberal politicians and media to kind of like uh as a kind of useful tool to be like oh well you know we've got to have right-wing policies
1: because you know we've got to sort of appease yeah. this group yeah of people of I voters think. of people definitely around immigration that's been explicit right that's Tony Blair said it this week mm-hmm. again I was really trying to get at that idea you were saying to you, so this idea that white supremacy is outside is not the way to look at this. It, we've got to look at how it's part of our everyday, and I think part of the reason it was was hard for me as well to write about and to know how to go into this is that it was a white woman who was murdered in a what is a question of racist murder. Like, she was murdered because she was seen as anti-racist, she was seen as welcoming to migrants. Her politics probably... A lot of us here would have critiqued while she was alive because mm-hmm. of they were very liberal politics. but so there's a hard thing to like still keep that in the conversation yeah. too and to recognize the grief, the real grief that she's a real person, which we can often forget when we're talking about real people in the kind of news stories anyway, very much yeah. so when it's an individual. So writing about her husband's reaction and stuff is really hard mm-hmm. I think. And Yeah, it's complicated as well because I don't know the other thing that came
0: up in the media was stuff about his behavior at work. I don't know, it seems really hard to talk about like the different ways in which misogyny is like part of that Yes. Yeah. I mean, I tried to... I left that out. I think that's not part of the conversation about why I heard Earth Matters. No, but in terms of the way the media presents
2: it, mm-hmm. like... I think what was really, really stood out to me that I think you sort of did address in the article and that was in the media is the reactions that sort of dehumanize her in relation to white supremacy so what i mean by that is politicians after her death saying don't let the left politicize this Mm -hmm. and i give the example of grenfell politicians saying we can't politicize this moment so do, do you know what i mean like it's so i can't believe that that is the rhetoric people use but that is what happened like this dehumanizing of people because they essentially are against this white supremacy
1: and it's interesting you brought in grenfell because i'm now writing a book which starts with joe cox and also talks about grenfell and other things about the reactions the, are silen- very
2: similar i would say yeah i think the kind of silencing of
1: a political answer is deliberate ignorance it's ignoring well,
2: but you have itself, to have a story as a
0: form
1: of politics right of
0: being yes, like yes. it's very memorable to me how like nigel farage and people like that like they were kind of like okay we'll have like a minute's silence yeah like don't let joe cox yes. derail
1: this campaign
2: yeah and we'll have a day was it how many days did they have of non-campaigning was it like a weekend or something it
1: was at the moment they had a week left till brexit but i think it was (sighs) stopping the campaigning isn't necessarily the right thing but the other part of the article was this more in common campaign which is a nice sentiment again hard to write about why you shouldn't leave it at having more in common and picnics and actually grieving and some of those connections are important but by doing that you 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 take out the power we're
2: still not talking about white supremacy yeah yeah.
3: what i think is an interesting thing is that i think a lot of white people don't understand that there's there is a thing called white supremacy Mm. for them it's a default setting which is whiteness so when someone kills in the name of white supremacy it almost seems like well i didn't think there was a thing but there's people out there willing to die for it so there must be a thing but you're not aware of it Mm. so it's a degree of introspection that White people have never had to have because you're the default setting so now you're thinking people are killing in my name but for what but they because don't see it it's exactly, they don't see exactly, it as killing in exactly, their name they don't. It's, a a, mad it's a mad madman. it's got
2: mental health issues so and a, but that, yeah. that
3: that level of introspection you've never had to think of it really especially if you're a liberal because you think well it doesn't really exist but it does exist
1: they also were constantly killing in the name of white supremacy <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> um but it was not necessarily named as that well, <laughs> So he named it and that was Confronting <laughs> is a word that keeps coming up. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to confront <laughs> yeah. it. Like, I think that um, it is too hard, and yeah. that's one reason why people don't want to engage. And that's one reason why more in common and yeah. Blairism and all of that kind of stuff has traction because people think, well, no one's going to want to talk about difficult stuff. But you can see that they do. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, so, is like I don't
0: know. It has traction. And it doesn't because like it makes me think more in common sounds a bit like stronger in. Or like, you know, like the um, rain campaign and also like the, was it, it was Hillary Clinton's or something like stronger together Together, Yeah, and like the emptiness of those phrases, like obviously like you could talk forever about like why remain failed or why Hillary Clinton didn't win but there's something about those campaigns using these very kind of bland sort of blanket statements and being very wary of taking on what would be seen as like a more politicized stance like saying like no I'm standing up to like white supremacy I'm standing up to racism I'm standing like I would slightly disagree there because I would say those are politicized stances I guess but but they're seen they're somehow seen as not so much
3: I just think, from when I've spoken to people, like extreme people,
1: mm.
3: what I what I always find refreshing is that they're willing to they're willing to just say it. Mm. And I know where you, I know where I stand. So I've met people up in Scotland who would like I, I said to support the podcast, one of the first guys I met when I moved up here he said, I'm pro BNP. I don't like black people. and I hate Muslims. And I was like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. In the first <laughs> moment, it's a lot. But and then it from that from that basis we could we could start a dialogue and we end up becoming. Good friends, right, and it shows you that it's not impossible, but it, it's the kind of middle where people don't talk about it, ambiguous, but it's you know, it's there.
1: It's so easily hijacked that yeah. kind of like I think you're absolutely right. Like, you have to say, okay, why? Like Let's. Mm-hmm get this out like it might be uncomfortable but let's yeah. talk about it but that becomes let's have a picnic together or yeah.
2: let's listen to
1: the real concerns
2: like mm. the legitimate <laughs> concerns mm-hmm. go back yeah. to that bigoted
1: woman and you know make friends with her and listen to what she has
2: but to what say what you could
0: say to
1: her is like in fact his bigoted woman comment was more of a problem than what she said because he could have said why do you think that okay mm-hmm. are you thinking this are you thinking that and you don't know where it's gonna go. Sorry, when I think this is Gordon flip. Brown in oh, the, yeah. sorry, I just realized I said
0: it. <laughs> At the 2010 uh, election campaign, Gordon Brown called a woman a bigoted woman, not to her face, but it was accidentally recorded. And then he had to go and apologize, but she later did actually stand for the BNP. Like, okay, she was a bigot. Like, okay. like, she was a bigot. <laughs> but Gordon Brown, who came out with like a bunch of racist policies themselves, was then, you know, hounded by the media for having called someone a bigot. And you're like, but she was a bigot. Like, that's what I mean about the blandness. It's like the politics of blandness because you're not allowed to call things.
1: But I think what he had to do there, or what you know, what we can now say, not being there and scripting it, would have been you could have said, okay, she said, she said we need to stop migrants coming and taking jobs. I think was what the thing. And then he went in the car, he shook her hand and said, oh right, and then said she was a bigoted woman behind her back. What he could have said was why do you think that? Or this is why I don't think that. And we have a discussion and you might disagree, but people are scared and they don't know where it's going to go. Exactly, so.
3: they're scared of confrontation. Having to actually actively listen to someone you disagree with. Most of the time I speak to these guys, I disagree with them wholeheartedly. The fact that they have someone to listen to them mm. and mm. someone who, they know I disagree, mm. but they like that. And sometimes that's part of the conversation, but most people don't want to have that confrontation. But that's just that's, that's being a human. Yeah. That's actually being a human. Most of the time I'm going to disagree with most people everyone's got their own values and see things in different ways but the fact of the matter is the whole part is to listen and the thing that you learn in school to apply your reasons to problems.
1: Well, you. you hopefully if you, you learn it in school? You, <laughs> you, <yeah.
3: laughs> but, but hopefully, but I'm saying but nowadays no one wants to listen and what I tend to find I go into spaces where everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. And it, it, yeah. it drives me insane because that's not the real world. When I go to work, work is a collection of people who you don't have nothing in common with. bound so to most people you're going to disagree with. But you all get along still, and in that space, it's in those spaces you can find things of agreement, or you can talk things out. And it's it's different. That's not how it is. But social media has made it worse because you end up in these kind of insane chat rooms.
1: Do you think so? Though, because you also see, you see the ones who you totally disagree with, you see the ones you agree with, but you also kind of I don't I read Twitter and I follow all the links and I go and check those things out, and Mm. I'm not sure about the bubble thing. I think it's more that
3: that's what explodes I think when I've been on like I ended up on Gab right? oh right <laughs> <laughs> I ended up from going from Twitter from what's tw- Shit, you Gab Tisa you've probably said on the podcast before sorry Gab's <laughs> like a like a free for all Twitter so you can say what you want and there's no kind of moderators really
1: but lots of far right lots people. of far right because they go on
3: there and so once you go to once you're in a space where they feel they're not being watched or there's not people of other opinions in there it, it spirals out of control
1: yeah
3: and They kind of go off and any attempt to kind of curtail that reinforces that narrative that's seen like we're telling the truth and they want to shut us up. Mm. And so I I just want people to say, that these things are uncomfortable. Yeah. so? (laughs) I'd rather have this uncomfortable conversation than get punched in the face. I
2: guess I don't want to debate white supremacists. I know you probably want to, and I know Aaron was saying that he wants to, he wants to, I don't want to do that, but I also, and I also don't want people to die in the name of white supremacy. My my,
3: my point is like, we've, we've done this dance for so long, for so long, we've done the same dance for 400 years, loads of the same thing back and forth, back and forth, but no one's saying it what it is. We know we've got all the evidence, we've got lived experience, we've got people who lived through it, who are still living through it just had that conversation. But that. Is
1: it also like expanding what white supremacy is? So like you're doing important work and those conversations with those people who are naming it and saying I'm a white supremacist and this is what I want. Um, and then some of the stuff in the article I was trying to get at, which is tough and I don't know how it would go with the general public, but it's saying like this is a white supremacist system, it's built on yeah, it, that's yeah, how yeah. I can write yeah. this article yeah. because of white supremacy. Like I was thinking yeah. about, like...
0: Yeah. The, when you were talking to so it's like listening to something like radio 4 like art, like political discussions on the BBC and they have to have balance so they have like or like you know the way the politicians talk but they like they are reproducing white supremacist views in my opinion well, I'm,
3: well, I'm not saying that I'm what I'm trying to say is I want people to have like we've gone we've gone through the same system the same dances time and time again we need to do something different I know I, what I hear you, but like what I'm saying what we have done differently is just Ha- literally have this not have a conversation in, in the public debate but it's these these tiny conversations these personal conversations mm-hmm. between people because not everyone's a political activist most people have these views but they don't really have, have someone to talk to or share it because they, they're scared to be labelled a racist which is I don't think
2: they're scared any, I don't think they're don't think scared, not, scared you know
3: anymore. people are f- afraid of saying that to be called a racist because it's such a, a kind of loaded term now and people are yeah, scared yeah so
2: I them. see <laughs> I, I, I see I see where you're going with it but I wouldn't underestimate your personal experience in relation to like, how you perceive people that have got racist views and how they talk about it. Because mm-hmm. there are lots of very, I would argue, professional racists that are overt in their views and have mm-hmm. power. They even and... say it was racism. No, exactly, that's, yeah. That's what I was what trying
0: to say. Yeah. Like, those people who go on Radio 4, Radio 4 would never be like, oh, we spell the views of racist. And yet, like, again and again, you have like politicians and thinkers and whoever, and they come on and they talk about things the way I would argue is like a form of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's the country
1: you're in, like... But it's how do you have... And I think there is a point to engage with on the kind of middle, the centre ground. Sure. Like sure. the think tanks. like yeah. I'm not saying to engage with the centre ground, but yeah. there is a point about if you say to someone, you're a white supremacist, you have that job because of white supremacy, that is a shutdown. You're, it's People can't engage with that because... And I can see why. Like, mm-hmm. but you want... How do we have the conversation and bring what I mean by that is it's about care and so it's about that listening again but it's a particular kind of like how you need to be that change kind of thing like we need to be able to say okay what was Gillian Duffy the bigoted woman saying what was what 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 you're doing with these guys but also what what is the Radio 4 presenter doing they're not deliberately I don't think they're going there thinking I'm going to defend white supremacy today and they might not even know but it's not about not knowing it's about like engaging with how can we look at things differently? So it's about public sociology. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is, it is. But it's so hard. Like, I it totally... is,
2: it's so, it's so hard. And I do see, I, I, you know, I, I see what you're saying. But it's, to... difficult. it's difficult, it's difficult. Yeah.
3: My own personal view is difficult. As a black person, it's difficult to have a conversation. When I go to a, a Brexit march, I feel it, and I get angry, and I want to have, but then I think to myself, right, we've done all this before. I'm tired of this, I don't want, I don't, want, when I see kids in schools and I ask them, they're 13, 10, they don't see themselves, like, I don't want to have to go through the same thing that I had to go through. So I start thinking, well, we need to do something different. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and so regardless of my personal, I'm doing it for myself.
2: Yeah, so I would say to you, just in respect to that, and I totally agree with what you're saying, perhaps we have to focus on those with more power and how we unravel their discuss white supremacy with them so those that have got the power those that are middle class politicians whatever the public doing the public sociology so although i think i think it's important to listen to people i think in order to get change we've got us we've got to try and
3: yeah, it's, the approach you take is definitely multi-layered Then yeah it's not it's not a single a single site you do this you do that mm-hmm. on the most basic level is the day-to-day. When I go places, I hear a lot of racist shit. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of sexist shit. And sometimes, for a long time, I didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. And now, I, will say, I w- if I can, I will say, well, why did you say that? Yeah. And you challenge that person and so they don't expect that. No one expects expect to explain their behavior. It's mm-hmm. like speaking to a child. When you say child, well, why? The child's like horrified. <laughs> why are you asking me why? I just did it. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. There was a reason why you did it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's getting to think differently. And sometimes you, you don't get anywhere. So when I speak to my friends, he, he, for example, a gay guy came to the gym Mm. and he was so rude to this guy and he thought it was banter. But I said to him, why did you say that? I said, could you imagine someone to your your son? Mm. And he was like, no.
2: But but then again, that sort of misogyny, homophobia and whatever, that is what... Is like integral to white supremacy. as well. like. I
3: know, but it's but it's so having, I'm saying. The point is having that ability to just to challenge someone. It's not even a bad way. It's, yeah. you know, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me. But if we don't do but the that, the
2: fact that you had to the fact that you had to say to him, I know, but, imagine
3: if it was your son. Like that. I know, but but I'm trying to say. But imagine yeah. someone treated with just just for being himself. Yeah, he did nothing to you. It's just himself. Mm. But if we don't do that, if we, if we're all silent, we're, we we consent to it. We are just. Will it yeah. things carry on?
1: Is it about like having lots of different levels? So there's yeah. like the everyday stuff that's confronting, like asking people to think, mm-hmm. and then there's what Chantelle's saying about like how do you address the kind of wider conversation? And it's not like either or, yeah. Just yeah. do all yeah. yeah. of it, like you yeah. yeah. everyone, yeah.
0: yeah, and also like doing what you're able to do, like, yeah, you can't always ask for, why no, did you say no. that? <laughs>
1: and you can't always be right either, and, like, no, that's also not. a thing yeah. people are scared of getting it. Wrong, and yeah. so don't do anything or don't speak. And yeah. sometimes, like, do your best, and you'll get it wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really aware of doing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, was, I think some academics
2: maybe should be more aware of sometimes getting things wrong, <laughs> especially when
0: we're
2: using like categories and stuff. I think we have to be more sort of reflexive in that, in when we're describing what do you mean by people, that? I mean, class categories, racialized yeah. categories, like. Like I think it's good to reflect on the imperfect nature of yeah defining populations. Mm. Um, yeah. I,
1: mean, I think just going back to the Joe Cox specifics, well, some of both of those things is giving different narratives, like having different stories to explain that people can understand that aren't high theory. So I guess one of, I'm trying to remember the, the, the argument of the article, but one of it, the things was that you can see this as a backlash and seeing it as a pattern that Joe Joe Cox's murder was part of a pattern that goes with all the abuse that women and particularly women of colour and and other people of colour in the public eye get so it's not just like Mm. we need to have more representation, cool it's people get massive backlash on Twitter, in real life um, and then particular kind of physical threats and I outlined some of those in the article so um, the recent National Action threats against an MP and people who have gone to prison for, the murder at Finsbury Park mosque, which was aimed at Jeremy Corbyn mm-hmm. initially, mm-hmm. as a someone who's not a woman or a person of colour, but someone who's seen as supporting mm-hmm. those groups. And Sadiq Khan has all sorts of mm-hmm. stuff. So all of that is a backlash against advances that have been made in women and people of colour and feminists and anti-racists getting some kind of authority within the system of white, capitalist, misogynist, white supremacy, yeah. whether or not they are anti-racist or they're just people of colour or they are feminists or they're women but they are seen as a threat to people who have this kind of expectation of power it's been a kind of form of reform and moderation Mm -hmm. to keep people within the system but some of this is about so that's another way of understanding it so people can kind of see i think it might be a way of understanding that you could explain talk through with someone who had Mm -hmm. the time rather than going in this is white supremacy and you're a white supremacist and we're all white supremacists that's quite hard to take (laughs) but Um, it takes some time and Mm. where are the spaces so some of them are every day and some of them are like getting a politician who will buy into that and work out how to say it but that's a job for your podcast (laughs) it's
0: all (laughs) done to us
2: you've been listening to Survivor Society from the BSA this is our last podcast sorry our editor's cheering um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us how many episodes have we done 13 we've done 13 episodes that's brilliant over three days, over three days. so get ready for some good content hopefully some good anti-racist podcasting
0: or if they listen to this last I hope you you've enjoyed some good anti-racist podcasting
1: because <laughs> <laughs> it's been sick <laughs> thanks guys thanks for having me Thanks
3: Anna, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.